0: Welcome to the Christian Life Austin Sunday Morning Message. Today's sermon is Warrior Part 3 by Lead Pastor Rex Johnson. I want to talk to you about the warrior today, Part 3, and I want to speak today on, on the subject of the wounded warrior. Everybody say the wounded. I'm looking over here for a sign. The wounded warrior. Uh, I know since it's man month that you guys probably have watched no chick flicks during the whole month. <laughs> Am I right? Because you told your wife, pastor called this man month and so I'm not going to be soft this month. You probably watched old John Wayne movies, World War I, World War II shows, a lot of westerns, maybe even some kung fu. I don't know. Maybe a ninja movie or two. Guy movies. Guy movies. A man gets stabbed in the leg. He just pulls a knife out and keeps fighting. That's guy movies. Man gets shot 18 times. And he keeps fighting. The good guy may die. But he won't die in the middle of the show. He'll die at the end. Fighting for the freedom that keeps you free to come back and spend more money to watch him fight again in another movie. Bow and arrow movies. Guy gets shot, breaks the arrow off, puts it between his teeth and goes at it. The only challenge with this, these great godly movies <laughs> is that they tend to train men not to acknowledge when they're hurt, which is very true for most of us. When a man is wounded, there's two things that happen. Number one, it's very hard to admit that he is wounded. Right. Which, number two, makes it difficult to discover and recover spiritual healing in their life. I'm talking about today, wounded warriors. I'm talking about wounded warrior day. Maybe a little painful to some here today. But Psalms 127, verse 4 and 5 says, Like arrows in the hands of a warrior are sons born in one's youth. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. They will not be put to shame when they contend with their enemies in the gate. Blessed, blessed is the man whose quiver is full of wonderful, wonderful children and sons. I love this picture. Blessed is the man with the quiver full of children, sons. They, sons, will not be put to shame when they contend With their enemies in the gate. Blessed is the man who had a great relationship with his dad. Many men don't have that to look back on. Robert Bly, a great author and poet, coined the phrase, the father wound. The father wound. The Bible is full of tragic father-son relationships. Like David and his beautiful son Absalom. Who was so handsome he deceived all of Israel to turn against his own father. Who could forget the story of Isaac and the twin sons that were given to him, Jacob and Esau. And they battled for the birthright blessing from their father. And wrestled for it even when he was blind and Jacob deceived Esau and took the birthright. Or Jacob deceived Isaac and took the birthright from Esau. And who could forget the story of Joseph who was the favorite. He was his dad's favorite child. And gaining favoritism with the father, he was put in a pit and sold into slavery. And Jacob had this situation in his life of sons that did not care for him because he showed such favoritism. Jesus, even in a parable that we preach about, and one of the greatest parables we ever talk about is the parable of the two sons in Luke 15. One asking for his inheritance early. And he leave and left to go to a far country and he spent all that he had. And he's destitute. He sells himself to the citizens of the country. Winds up in a hog pen. Realizes he's not where he needs to be and wakes up. And he goes home and his dad throws a party for him. Then the older son refusing to go into the house. Now he's got a problem with the older son. And he says, dad, you're going too easy on him. It's not fair. I've always served you. I never left you. And so it is. Problems between siblings and fathers, problems between father and son. Even Jesus on the cross made this statement that had to be interpreted when he said, Eli, Eli, Lama Sabachthani, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Some of you here today, you're grown warriors, but inside of you, there's a six year old, there's a 12 and 14 year old boy. Still asking questions like, Dad, why? Why, Dad? Why did you make think making money would make us all happy? Why couldn't you have been with us more? Why did you drink all the time, Dad? Why did you treat Mom like you did, Dad? Why did you leave, Dad? Dad, could I have done something better? Could I have been a better son that caused you to be a better father? Could I have made a difference? And some here did not even grow up with the dad at all. Maybe he died when you were young. Maybe it wasn't his fault. But you still carry that wound today of a father. Let me acknowledge today, I'm not here to bash fathers. I'm here to honor fathers. But at the same time, I must acknowledge that there are some problems in all of our lives that must be addressed. And as a pastor, I must stand by myself in this pulpit and address those issues today and I will do that in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ because I want people in this house to be free I want you to know what real freedom is I want you to know what forgiveness really feels like I want you to know what being free from shackles and free from chains and free from the bondage of memory and free from the things of yesterday are in your life did you know Jesus Christ came to set the captive free Did you know that? Did you know Jesus came to seek and to save that which was lost? Do you realize that he wants you to be happy men and glad men and wonderful warriors in the kingdom of God, not men shirking the responsibility of trying to overcome their past? Say amen to that. You can't fix things that you sweep under the rug. So here's what I want to say to you. Malachi chapter 4 and 6. I want you to leave it on the screen just for a second. God will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to their fathers. That's the last verse of the Old Testament, Malachi chapter 4 and verse 6. Some men here still seek approval from their fathers. Some men seek affirmation. You want to be validated in your life as a warrior. So I come today in the name of the Lord. I come today in the name of the Lord and say this day, not only are those people going to get a new life, but this day, because of Jesus Christ's blood, some of you are going to whip your past for the last time. You're going to defeat your yesterday for the last time. And you're going to stand today. Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. You're going to stand today and say, with God Almighty, there's not a mountain I can't climb. There's not a river I can't forge. There's not anything that I can't conquer in the name of the Lord, for I am a warrior. Here's what I want to put on the screen. The warrior who is starved for his father's approval is sentenced to a prison of performance. The warrior who is starved for his father's approval is sentenced to a prison of performance. Dad, tell me I'm good. Tell me I'm valuable. Tell me I'm special. The warrior who is craving that from his earthly father is sentenced to a prison of performance. So their worth is based on what they do and what they accomplish. And if I accomplish enough, then my father may say, Well done. You hit it good, son. You did well today. And that warped mindset bleeds over many times into the image of our heavenly father. And he, and, and, and he feels no matter what he does, it's never enough to please almighty God. In fact, there are pastors in America that make people feel this way by their ministry. Hardline preaching is not just preaching people into standards of holiness. Hardline preaching is making people feel like they're never enough. And I'm looking at a group of people who are enough in Almighty God. I'm looking at people here today that may have missed issues of yesterday, but by the blood of Jesus Christ, we are capable of enough in our life, and we can overcome our yesterdays today. So many men and women feel I'm just not good enough to make the grade. Many people think they're not clean enough. They're not saved enough. They're not sinless enough. They'll never be good enough. Let me tell you something. You will never get good enough to get God. But when you lean on God, it's his righteousness that's imputed into you that makes you ride in the sight of God. It's not yours. It's his. The whole time this wounded warrior is craving someone to say, I love you, not for what you do, but instead just for who you are. And here is the challenge. As we have studied in this series, hurt people hurt people. And anything, boy, this is not, this is not easy to preach today. Would somebody help me every now and then? Anything wounded is dangerous. Anything wounded is dangerous. The most docile, easygoing animals on the planet, when they're wounded, they become dangerous. My wife and I got up one morning real early, several years ago, and we still lived on Redmond. And I, some, for some reason, went to the backyard just to see if anybody walked in our backyard at 4 o'clock in the morning. And I turned the backyard porch light on, and on our back porch was a possum. A possum had come to see us. I don't know if you've looked at them at four in the morning, but they're not pretty creatures. Before they put their makeup on, <laughs> before they get dressed for the day, possums are not real pretty creatures. And they're just, they're just ugly. And so I said, I'm not having a possum on my back porch. So I opened the door with no defense, just my foot, and I hate to even say it, but I kicked that possum. Didn't kick him hard, just tried to get him off the porch. What I didn't realize after I'd kicked him was that he had some wounds, something, something had attacked him, a dog or something. And he had he'd gotten away from that dog and he had some wounds on him. And when I put my foot to him, very softly I might add, I'm not a mean man, but when I put my foot to him, he turned and shh yeah. And I backed up into the house... Because anything that ugly, with that kind of shh, I let him have that back porch. He, and he left a little later on his own recognizance. <laughs> Nobody helped him off that porch. But wounded animals are dangerous. How do we heal? How do we get better? I can't give you a recipe in the next 15 minutes, but let me give you two scriptural Principles that are essential to healing wounded warriors because many people in this building because relationships with your past have wounded you for present day activity and it has caused you to pass on perhaps a curse a generational curse that you don't even know you're passing on but by the power of the blood of jesus today by the power of the blood of jesus today i come against it i break the curse i break the generational barrier That you can become free men and not walk around as wounded men of God. Say amen to that. So how do you heal the wound? Number one, the warrior must forgive his father through Christ. You can't do it by yourself. Colossians 3 and 13 says... Forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. Everybody put your hand on your heart, men and women, warriors and princes, warriors, and say, I've been forgiven. I've been forgiven. 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 So I can forgive. forgive. Because I know what it feels like to be forgiven. I need to forgive. And let somebody else have a good feeling of me forgiving them. We forgive as the Lord forgave us. Go ahead and clap your hands. That's all right. We forgive as the Lord forgave us. It's pretty simple. This part gets very tough because my father was an awesome man. He really, really was. In fact, he died my hero. But he carried wounds. My dad carried wounds from his father's beatings of him. My dad was the whipping boy of my grandfather. My grandfather was a Christian man, but... He expected so much out of my dad. My dad was the middle child and my dad was beaten very severely. Dad never really told me these stories. Mom told me these stories and it always made my heart beat hard for dad because I knew dad had fought so hard to be a man in his life. And not knowing because he was uneducated how to deal with some of this stuff, he wounded my older brother. My dad wounded my older brother. He really did. My older brother carried those wounds to his grave and his grave came at 45 years of old when he took his life. And I've never had the freedom to preach the way I'm going to preach today, but I've got to be honest with you today. And then I came along and when I came along, there was a different mindset. I didn't have the mindset of my brother. I didn't have the mindset that my brother had. I was a different son altogether. I had a pleasing parent syndrome in my life. I wanted to please mom and dad all my life. But dad, not wanting to show me special treatment over my brother never treated me with any hardness i didn't get the hardness i got i got the new daddy i got jacob's name was changed to israel and i got the new daddy i got the daddy that was different than he treated my brother but in trying to make amends for the last 20 years with my brother he forgot that he had another son and a son that needed a father also a kind word uh, that a boy hug of saying son I appreciate the fact you're preaching the gospel. I appreciate the fact you're loving people and you're leading people to Christ. And I never got that. I preached 10 times when I was a part of an organization at a general convention and not one time was mom and dad there in the audience to hear me preach. But dad always acted like he was happy for me and loved me. But all this time he was trying to make amends. Please forgive me for being honest today. He was trying to make amends with my brother. But when dad died, I will tell you this, we were close. We were close and I do believe it was because I I, I got to understanding the principle that I'm preaching about today. That I can't forgive people that I'm preaching to if I don't forgive my past if I don't forgive people in my past that didn't even mean to but they hurt me I got to forgive in my yesterday to forgive today is anybody hearing me today is anybody hearing me today I had to forgive his deficiencies I had to forgive my father from his childhood of a wounded warrior and my dad and I had some great talks many, many times six months before he passed. It was as if my dad had this premonition that perhaps that things were winding down. He was 85, good health, but in his mama's health, he and mama's health were breaking. And we'd talk and mama would fuss because he wouldn't give her the phone. He wanted to have the phone with me. And for the last six months of our lives, of my life with him, he got to asking about the church. He got to talking about life and ministry and how it was. And God reconciled our hearts. Not that he was ever tough, not that he ever drank, not that he ever beat me. No, 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 no. It was just a dad that was an absentee dad in my life. It was a dad that didn't have enough time to go watch me play a baseball game, a dad that didn't have enough time to come and watch me be elected to the National Honor Society when I was a junior, a dad that just didn't have time. And I know he worked, I understood that, I know he worked. And I know that my life is full and my wife has told me again and again, honey, you cannot live that kind of life with your kids. You've gotta be there for your children. You have gotta love your kids, you gotta love them. And somehow I've gotta break that. I had to break that in my life so that my kids would rise up And call the name of the Lord blessed. Because wounded warriors hurt people. And I must forgive my father through Christ. And so today I still clap for him. He's my hero. He's my hero today. The second point I want to give you, scriptural point, spiritual point, is a warrior must accept his father through Christ. Not only do you forgive them through Christ, you have to accept them through Christ. I'm not going to preach much longer. But you have to accept them through Christ. Romans 15 and 7, the New Living Translation said, so accept each other just as Christ has accepted you. Then God will be glorified. Everybody say, the Lord has accepted me. So I... Will accept others. I will accept my father. I will accept my past. I will accept it in the name of the Lord. Because I know I've been washed by the blood of the lamb. And I know that I can't change my yesterday, but God's covered it by the blood of the lamb. And so if I forgive, then I can accept my father through Christ Jesus. Amen. Because Jesus Christ. Are you ready for this? Not only do we forgive, but we accept the person whom we have forgiven. I had to accept, I had to embrace, I had to love my father for who he was, not what I wanted him to be. See, I can only talk from a limited perspective today because my own boy only lived to be four years old. But here's the challenge. For many young boys, we idolize our dads. I thought my dad was the greatest athlete Coach Darrell Royal was one of my dear friends, and he called my dad one of the greatest pitchers in Oklahoma, and he called him a great boxer. He said, your dad could really hurt people when he got in the ring, and I thought, boy, he's hurt me before too, putting a little leather on me. But I, 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 I thought he was the greatest athlete, and he was the kind of dad that could whoop your dad. You know what I mean? That's the kind of dad I had. But I've got grandsons now. You know, I've got three grandsons. One's 15, one's 11. God, did I say 15? Jesus, help me, Lord, save me. One's 11 and one's three. And those boys, they love me. They set me on a pedestal and they love me. But the older two are realizing that I'm not all that in a box of chips. You know what I'm saying? You know, know, the older you get, the better you were. You know what I'm saying? And so stories that I tell them might be elongated stretch just a little but I never have bragged that I could dunk a basketball because I never could but last summer last summer we went to the batting cages at Bowie High School and we we opened somehow we got in there don't ask me how it's just a pastor's blessing amen (laughs) and we had all kinds of balls we had all kinds of balls and 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 so we decided to throw tennis balls because I'm I'm a little wild if I hit somebody I don't want to hurt my kids and my two grandsons got in there in that batting cage. And uh, I began to realize after about the third pitch, I'm glad I was behind this screen. You know, I was pitching on the side of the screen. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it was batting practice. And I, I couldn't throw it by my oldest grandkid. And he was just, my Lord, just 14 years old. I couldn't throw it by him. And he's in the house right now, and he's snickering right now. But I couldn't throw it by him. So I started throwing it inside. I started hitting him is what I started doing. <laughs> I said, if 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 I can't get it by you, I'll hit you instead of you hit me. And so I hit him a couple of times. He said, Bo, don't do that. You're better than that. And so I started throwing it inside. Well, he just jumped on it and pulled it and everything. He was hitting, he was ripping it. And so when I started to throw it a little bit outside, he almost took my head off. It wasn't for that screen, he would have took my head off. And here, here were the words. Is that all you have, Bo Daddy? Is that it? Can you throw it harder? And I realize that I cannot come up to the specimen of athlete they imagined just a few short years ago. They thought I was a grandpa that was an athlete. And really, I might have been a little bit yesterday. Yesterday, yesterday we was playing wiffle ball. My wife and I kept the the children of Brad and Cass, little three-year-old Windsor and little nine-month-old Caroline. And so Windsor wants to play ball all the time. So I'm out in the yard. I should have been preparing to preach, but I'm in the yard. I'm in the yard playing wiffle ball with my grandson. He's three years old, and I'm trying to throw it by him. (laughs) And he hit balls. He hit that wiffle ball by my head. He hit me in the leg. He's trying to hurt his grandpa. He's trying to hurt his bow daddy. And I couldn't throw it by him. Three, Three, really? Three? And I can't throw it by him. So here's what I did for my own father. I loved and embraced my dad. Not for who I wanted him to be. Because he, no man could achieve what I wanted him to be. But I looked past the pain and found the good in my father. And accepted him in that. Because my dad really was a good man. He really was a great man. He was just fighting a wounded spirit by the way his own father had treated him. And this is how I have dealt with the relationship with my father through the years. I'm telling you, your dad will never be in your mind uh, what, what you have in your mind. He's, not, he's just not that good. We're all human. But here's what you got to do. You got to understand that if you forgive his shortcomings, then you have to accept what he is in your life. And you've got to believe that Almighty God... Put him in your life for a reason. And so you're here today. And you're saved today. And you're blessed today. And somehow God put you in the fold of the church of the living God. And you're not on your way to hell. You're on your way to heaven. Let me speak a little bit on the relationship now with sons. And I can't really... Talk about this like a man with sons could talk about. But you can change the dynamics of your father and your relationship by being the father that God wants you to be to your sons and daughters. And I'm going to give you three simple things. This is, this is bulletin board material. This is for your refrigerator, all right? Three things. Statements you should say and live over and over again. Here's how a warrior empowers his son. Number one, you've got to tell him, I believe in you. I believe in you, son. Son, you have what it takes. When God was passing out special, he got stuck when he was specializing you. And you got several stickers of special on you because you're a special child. You're talented, son. You're amazing. You're the man. I believe in you. When the whole world doubts you, I will still believe You have everything you need to do what God wants you to do. You have what it takes. I believe in the son that God has given me in this life. If you're sitting by your son, reach over and squeeze him right now and say, he's saying what I want to say as soon as church is out. Come on, clap your hands with me right now. I believe in you. Somebody has got to believe in our young people today. Some people's got to believe. I I greet so many little old kids coming in the church. I greet them. You know what everybody's already picked up at this, this high? This high? High fives. They've already picked it up. You just kind of hold your hand down there and they'll knock the fire out of your hand. Just hold your hand down there. Just go out there and on the porch. Just hold your hand. Kids three years old will hurt you. They'll come up here from here and just slap down. And they never say ouch. They never say ouch. They just know how to hit you already at three years old. They've already learned that. If they can learn how to give a high five down low, they can learn how to receive your words that say, I believe in you. I believe in you. I want every father in this house to know something right now. This pastor believes in you. I believe in you. And I believe no matter what your yesterdays have been, no matter what your yesterday father has been, you can change that to a son's perspective and give that son some belief to let him know that no matter what happens, you believe in him. He's a special child and he's radiated from the throne. And God Almighty blessed you with a special child in your life. The second thing you gotta do is you gotta tell him, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. What do you mean? Well, you need to tell him, son, my buttons are popping off my shirt. Please close your eyes because you'd like to get your eye put out, one of these buttons popping off. <laughs> because really, really, you need to be proud of your offspring. But Pastor, you don't know what my son's doing. I don't I don't care. You need to be proud. You need to be happy and proud of what God has produced through you. You've got to be. And men that are not are wounded warriors and they had not got over the wound yet. And they're being hard on their sons like it was being hard on them. Somewhere you've got to stop this thing. You've got to put a stop to it. And the only way to stop it is in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and claiming the blood over your life, and say, no more, I'm going to be a victim to what I was raised under. I'm going to be a victor, and my children are going to know that not only do I believe in them, but I am proud of them. And the third thing, you got to tell them no matter what, I'll always love you. warriors never assume they know this you you need to let them know no matter if you make a bazillion dollars which would be nice or you're flat broke it doesn't matter whether you graduate first in your class or in the top half of your class doesn't matter or whether you graduate in the half that makes the top half possible It doesn't matter. If I'm a sports guy and you're a music guy, an arts guy, it doesn't matter. If I'm an arts guy, music guy, and you're a sports guy, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you pursue in life. It does not matter. I want you to know that no matter what, I will always love you. One of the most beautiful endings to a story is that the prodigal never had to make it home to his father. His father came running to meet him when he was on his way back home. And somehow that spirit's got to get in us, and it doesn't happen. It really doesn't happen if we still have wounded spirits. Have you ever realized the baptism of Jesus Christ and what went on? i got to, I got to shut down. we got some people to baptize. Lord, I feel like preaching. Have you ever realized what happened when he came up out of that water? The Bible said the spirit descended like as a dove. And there was a voice from heaven that said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Hey, everybody. The voice was saying, that's my son down there. That's my boy. He's kind of like me in the flesh. He's nailing it. He's kicking behind and taking names. He's handling the devil. He's gonna raise the dead. He's gonna heal the sick. He's gonna be full of righteousness. He's on the right track. I couldn't be more proud of him. He's a chip off the old block. That's my boy. Somehow we've got to understand. That when these people go down in water today, when they come up out of this water, it doesn't matter what their yesterday was. There's going to be a voice that's going to boom to them. You are my beloved daughter. You're my beloved son in whom I am well. Please, somebody get a hold of it. Don't live from yesterday's hurts. Live in healing so you can heal people next to you and under you in your life. Oh, my Lord, my Lord, my Lord. You know, I have, I have pastor friends, and we, we joke all the time, and we do, we do it negatively. Like, I've got, a, I've got a friend of mine that just, he just, he just does ignorant things. <laughs> he really does. He, he and his brother have always done ignorant things, and I just call them the ignorant brothers. <laughs> and they laugh, and they say, oh, we, we all would like to be like you bald-headed and ugly. That's how we talk. That's how we do it. And speaking of ugly, I've got some pastor friends that are very ugly that must have been good salesmen because they married up, real up in life. And they do me the same way. That's what you call friendship. But sons are different. Sons are different. Children are different. When you talk about your kids you need to talk about character and loyalty and honesty and honoring mom and loving God and leadership and integrity and things that matter to their lives you can't joke with your kids you can't do this because you've got to be a father you've got to be a father oh I'm not saying don't tease I'm not talking about that but you can't you can't hammer them you can't talk negative things into their life you need to talk positive things in their life you need to let them know whatever happens I'm going to love you I'm proud of you and I believe in you. Put that on your refrigerator and tell your kids every morning, I believe in you, I'm proud of you and I'll always love you. And I close. Most of the joy of a lot of people in this house today. But the warrior's richest compliment or most painful insult is simply these words. You are just like your father. So dad, If I hadn't had a visiting preacher last week, this is what I'd have preached on Father's Day. So, Dad, will you honor God? Now it's in your court. Now it's not anything that's passed down to you. Now you pass it down to somebody else. Will you honor God? Will you make decisions, Dad, that will bless the family? Will you be filled with integrity? Will you not hurt people around you? And will you not allow sin to leave a legacy of pain? But will you be a spiritual warrior and not a destructive warrior? The Bible said in Malachi 4 and 6, God will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children and the hearts of the children to their fathers. I want every man to stand in this room here tonight, Ever today, every man stand up right now. I want all the ladies to give these men a great hand right now in the name of the Lord. Amen. Amen. fixing to baptize but the legacy that I think that you need to leave is the legacy of wow you look just like your father you're just like him I think that's one of the greatest compliments I could have today is that I'm like my dad because my dad finally whipped the wounded spirit that he possessed from his own dad he finally whipped it He won the battle. Dad left this world a great, great man. He always was. But wounds hurt sometimes so deeply that we inflict them on others. And I want every man in this room, whether you're a dad or not, I want you to raise your right hand and say, Pastor, I'm going to pledge to you today that I will not allow yesterday's pain to be my hurt forever. But I will get victory over the abuse, over the pain, over the hurt, over no father being there perhaps, go ahead and say it, over a dad that was very difficult or a dad that wasn't there. I'm going to get over that. Say, I will get over that in the name of the Lord. And I will be the man that God wants me to be. For I'll forgive through Christ. And I'll accept through Christ. That's the only way I can do it, but I will do it in Jesus' name. Amen. I will win this war of being wounded. I will win. I will win. Thank you for listening. For more information, please visit clcaustin.com.